humans, humans, it's ya boy coming to you in the last Tuesday of November. Earliest you can hear this is November 29th, just hours before we play we. By we, I mean the United States. Just hours before we play Iran. You know, I started saying Iran. It sounds more international. Some people say Iran. I've started saying Iran. Before we play Iran in the World Cup, of course, that game is at 2 p.m. Tuesday, November 29th. So if you're the kind of person that listens to this pod the morning it comes out, you're hearing this before the match. I work. I work. I get off at 3. Of course, by now, most of us know that uh, European football, South American football, Asian football, not quite Australian football, everyone's football but ours really, is 90 minutes. So I'll be getting off work at 3. Hopefully I'll be out the door by 3.15 and catch a little bit of this game. Of course, with halftime and stoppage time, I will probably get to see the last half hour, I'd like to guess. I'd like to venture a guess. And I'll be scrambling to the nearest pub to do so. Of course, I'll be you know, trying to catch the game any way I can whilst on the clock and in the locker room because that's just the kind of guy I am. Now, we'll talk a little more, a little more World Cup here in a minute. But before we do, I want to bring up the topic of one holiday travel. I'm still decompressing from holiday travel over here. And I want to talk about diners. Diners. Diners in cinema. Diners in our lives. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Who's going to stop us from talking about diners? Of course, the holiday season seems to be upon us. Black Friday has come and gone. Thanksgiving has come and gone. You know, for me, for me, I'm in it. I have been, I haven't hit the pedal all the way to the metal. You know, some years I go full board. This year I've been taking, taking my time easing in. I've been listening to some Christmas music. This morning I listened to a little Christmas jazz, cozy Christmas jazz, a Spotify pre-made playlist. While I read the newspaper, a physical paper, a physical paper. It felt good. It was nice. It was over a donut. And a bagel. Lots of round bread with holes in it. And not a bad little morning. But the reason I bring up the holidays being upon us is, is like I said, I'm, a, I'm an after Thanksgiving type guy. Some people, of course, some people are wild, you know. They go, they go right into Christmas, right after Halloween. That's not me. That's not me. And there are folks out there, I don't know how many that are December 1st heads. And I'd like to pose a question to them, if any of them are brave enough to answer. It's uh, I mean, it's, it's a personal choice. But I wonder how they can deal with, so for instance, this year, the Rockefeller tree will be lit on Wednesday, December 30th. <sighs> Jeez. Forgive me, on Wednesday, November 30th. Now, do they forgo that? Do they forgo that and say, it's not for me? Do they watch it and say, well, that's fine. I'll be in the Christmas spirit tomorrow. 
Then again, the Rockefeller tree lighting television broadcast, I mean, I don't know if it overlaps with listeners to this show all the way. It's a little, when I've watched it, it's a little bit, you know, it's for family. It's for being around family and just, you know, it's, it's, it's oh, there's something on tonight that we can all agree on. Those are special moments in a home. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a little, I don't know. It's a little, the Today Show audience, maybe? I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. It's just, it's kind of fluffy. But I guess that's what it is. So I don't know if someone who's a, who's a I don't do Christmas season until December 1st. Maybe this isn't their bag anyway. But I urge you to come forward and let us know if you're brave enough. If you're brave enough. So folks, I'm still unwinding from holiday travel. I did travel on the busiest travel day of the year, as they say. And there was nothing to it. Very easy. Very simple. Lucky me, I guess. Coming back, on the other hand. I traveled back to New York on Black Friday. Simple. Elegant. My plane from... I had to change in D.C. for whatever reason. My flight from D.C. to New York might as well have been empty. There were two people on the row to the right of me, the three-seat row, and two people in my row, a three-seat row. It was a dream. I was able to let my legs just have the jimmy leg all which away, not bother, not bother a soul, not clank knees with anyone else. Well, Sid, what's the big deal? What are you decompressing from? You know, sounds like it was a nice weekend. It was. But, you know, I'm just one, the travel, being stuck in a seat, in a tube. It's just not quite for me. It's always, it just makes me feel crazed. And two, there's something I want to get off my chest around here. And folks, this is an opportunity for you to decide that this episode may or may not be for you. This is your chance to say, hey, I'll check in with you. I'll check in with you on Friday, Sid. We'll see what you have in store for us on Friday. Folks, I'm about to talk a little bit in detail about my genitalia. Again, giving you the option here to just say, hey, okay. I'll watch the uh, Iran-USA game tomorrow, Sid. I'll think of you, and I'll, I'll wait to hear from you on Friday. Going to talk a little bit about my genitalia, so if you don't want to hear about that, you know, now's your chance. I'm giving you lots of chances. You know, maybe you're driving or something, and you just can't reach over and hit stop. Maybe your hands are covered in raw chicken, and you don't want to get salmonella on your phone. Well, I've given you enough opportunities here to wash and dry your hands, to skip over to Fresh Air or Light FM for 24 hours of Christmas music, whatever you're into. So now I will proceed. So folks, I'm not a nervous flyer. I'm not afraid of crashing in an airplane, but I do hate all the freaking hoops you have to jump through and the deadlines at an airport. 
Oh, you got to be at the airport at a certain time. You need to be through security at a certain time. You need to be at your gate at a certain time. You know, those are the kind of things. Well, you want to get to security line at this time. Well, get to your gate at this time. It's just too much. It's too much. You know? Maybe I've been in New York too long where you just, oh, I want to take the subway. I just walk and go take it. You know? Or if I want to take a Metro North ride somewhere, well, I just walk and go take it. I hate the hoops. You know, I'm not a claustrophobic fellow, but there's something about being trapped in a tiny seat and all I want to do is let my legs spasm a bit because I'm so worked up. And then I, I don't allow that. You know, so I wouldn't say a, I'm a nervous flyer, but I'm a tense flyer. And it's, it's kind of everything but the flight. So heading to the airport. No big deal. Get to the airport. No big deal. Very, very sleepy airport there in Columbia, South Carolina. And going through... And some dude ahead of me sneezes without covering his face. And the lady security TSA agent is like, Sir, next time, can you please put up a barrier, like a hand or anything? He's like, sorry. And I thought to myself, yeah, dude. What gives? We've only been in a pandemic for years now. And I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I did wear a mask on my flights. Didn't wear a mask in the airport. But I wore a mask in the jetway and on my flights. And my rationale there was, you know, I haven't had the booster yet. The most recent booster, that is. And I haven't had my flu shot yet. And I thought, well, why not? Why not just wear it on the jetway and on my flights? You know, it can't hurt. And frankly, when I sleep, you know, on a plane, I don't want to worry if my mouth's agape or not. I just go ahead and open it up before I fall asleep. I said, hey, got a mask on. May as well be comfortable. Now, Sid, where does your genitalia come into play here? Well, thank you for asking. So I go to the security line. And, you know, I get, I my stuff goes through. My laptop. My microphone. And I go through, you know, put your hands up. Put your little feet on these things painted like feet. I did that. And the guy's like, sir? Sir? We're going to have to patch you down. So that's fine. No big deal. I want you to see the area we're going to pat down. So, of course, they show me like some scanned image of me. And there's just so you know, it's all outlined in yellow. And then in red is something near my crotch. Are you sure your pockets are empty, sir? Yes, I'm sure. Nothing in your underwear, sir. No. Now I'm thinking to myself, well, what is this mark? I mean, I don't know. Did I probably... I was probably a little sweaty, you know, that anxious sweat. Plus, I drove to the airport. My, my folks were kind enough to lend me a ride. So I drove the car to the airport. So, you know, I'm not too used to driving. So maybe I was a little tense driving. Maybe I was a little tense heading to the airport. I don't know. Did I have some crotch sweat or something? Some butt crack sweat? I don't know. All I know is it was red near my crotch. No big deal. I've been patted down at airports before. I've been patted down at stadiums before. I've even been patted down at a county jail. Not too worried about it. So the guy's like, all right, sir, just so you know, he's just giving me this whole thing. Just so you know, I'm going to use the back of my hand. I'm on camera. I really liked that he said that. I'm on camera. We can go to a private room if you wish. Thinking to myself, no, 
I don't wish. It's fine. It, I trust you less in a private room anyway, but it, it ain't no thing. And again, he's telling me how he's going to pat me down. And I'm just like, okay, so you're going to basically touch my balls with your knuckles or something like that. You know, I've had that happen before. Whatever. You know, and, he, and the guy's over explaining it. And I'm like, who's this tool bag? Just, you know, you can start. Well, he starts. He's patting me down. And he's like, all right, sir, turn this way. Can you pull your pants all the way up for me with the loops? You know, so he wants me to, like, teabag. <laughs> he wants me to teabag my inseam, you know, pull my pants up by either, you know, if belt loops are at, you know, 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and 9 o'clock. He wants me to grab my belt loops at 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock and pull them up so that I'm teabagging my, the, the center point of my inseam there. Fine. So I do that. And this guy's... <laughs> It's so big on the back of the hand thing. Back of the hand. Well, he's doing back of the hand. And he's already kind of gotten pretty much up in my crotch, in all of my buttocks. And then he starts going across my front. And I figured he's going to, like, probably graze parts of my balls. Which is whatever. I mean, I don't love it, but whatever. Like I said, I've been patted down in a correctional facility before. When this guy starts going across... My jeans, my jeans, I was wearing some black denim. He starts going across my jeans with the back of his hand. He's got a glove on and the back of his head. And he sort of, you sort of press, he sort of press the back of his hand with his other hand. So there's like firm contact. And he's going across my crotch. But he does it deliberately and methodically enough to move my penis from one side to the other. Now, this is the graphic part I was telling you about. If you're a guy, you know, I, I, I'm, I think I'm speaking for all men, but maybe I'm speaking for most men, or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. In general, my, my penis kind of lays in one spot, or it kind of lays in the spot where when you, like, pull on your... I'm a boxer briefs guy these days. When you pull on your boxer briefs and then pull on your jeans, it sort of decides it's going to be in one side or the other. I think in general one, but that's kind of where it is. With the back of his hand, this guy moved my penis from one side of the other. Like, so it was now sitting on a different ball. You know, it was over one ball. Now it's sitting over another ball, another testicle, with the back of his hand, through a pair of jeans. And I'm just standing there and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Now, I want to just be careful here. I want to just take a pause here and say that in my life, women that I have known, women that I know, have been sexually assaulted in various ways. Some very, very minor. Some, I think, what you would consider major. I'm not comparing myself to that. That's a very serious deal. My annoyance... You know, my surprise does not compare to that. I want to make sure we're clear about that. Uh, and, you know, that is a serious deal. And, you know, I want to make sure that people know that it's a safe place for women to talk about assault. And I'm not comparing this to that in any way. 
and men to talk about assault for that matter. Anyway, so this dude's moving his hand across my crotch. Now, again, my, my hands are at three and nine, hold, holding up my pants so I'm teabagging my inseam. And this dude's scraping, moving my dick, methodically enough, deliberately enough to get it to switch sides through my jeans. And I guess through my boxer recently, you just pushed the whole kit and caboodle over there. I don't know how it worked, but I felt it move. I mean, I was very aware that he's pushing against my penis. And, you know, and very, again, not in a way that compares to, to assault here, but I felt violated because I'm like, you know, yeah, I consented to a pat down, but I consented to any kind of pat down I've had before. Not a, like, rubbing <laughs> my penis hard enough. I was like, so what are you looking for? What can I crash a plane with that would be hidden between my dick and my balls? Because that just seems to be the only purpose to move my penis with the back of your hand. I mean, I don't think it could be anything you could crash a plane with. So is the guy just looking for drugs? Because the guy seemed like kind of a stuck-up, like, hard-ass and, you know, maybe with my long hair, woe is me, maybe with my long hair, you know, he's like, oh, this guy's got, this guy's got drugs in his underwear. Well, I'll find him. They're not going to be behind that penis. I'll tell you that much. I mean, again, fucking weird. What would be back there that could crash a plane between my dick and my balls? I just don't think anything. And here's the thing. It's not like I haven't had touch, people touch my penis before. You know, my pediatrician. My doctor here in New York. A handful of women over the years, you know, that I've been involved with sexually. I would say probably a stripper or two, you know. Again, on the outside of the pants. On the outside of the pants. I've had a left answer too where they, they started to go up my shorts and they knew exactly where the limit was, and it was pretty intriguing. But I, I think I've had a stripper or two touch my, my penis on the outside of my jeans. And now this guy. And now this guy. This guy's added to the list. Great. <laughs> but you know, I don't know, I'm just belly aching here, but like, it's at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's Black Friday. I'm excited to be getting home. I'm excited to watch the World Cup later. And now I've had someone move my penis from one ball to the other through my black denim. And I think what annoys me about it so much, too, is like, he explained the pat-down to me so much. I consented to the pat-down, but I didn't think I was consenting to that. I don't know, dude. I've had some aggressive pat-downs in my day. I've had a very aggressive pat down at a county jail, a county detention center. That one swiped either side of my balls. It didn't move my penis from one side to the other. It surprised me as well, but I sort of figured that was, that's what I was in for in that situation. This was just like in plain sight. This is happening in plain sight. 10 a.m. under fluorescent lights. My penis is being moved from one side to the other. Very weird. Very weird. <laughs> I mean, it makes, it makes, you know, it, 
being in the South, being in South Carolina, I'm just like, this guy probably thinks I'm some kind of a weed head, some kind of a drug head. He sees my long hair coming out of my hat. I sound like that song from Five Men Electrical Band. And the sign said, long-haired, freaky people need not apply. So I took my hair up under my hat. And I want to make it very clear here. I'm not going about this in a homophobic type way. It's not, it's not about the fact that it was a dude. It's more like I just had no idea that was about to happen. I don't think I knew that my, you know, $500 plane ticket included with it me getting my penis moved from one side to the other with the back of someone's hand through my jeans at 10 o'clock in the morning. 9.15 in the morning, actually. I mean, is that what the TSA is up to? Did everyone else on my flight feel safer knowing that that happened? I mean, they didn't know that it happened, but is that is that what we're... Like, if I want to go on vacation to the Bahamas, does some of that come with, well, your dick might get moved on the way there, but hey, man, you're safe. Hey, come stay at this all-inclusive in Mexico. Uh, flight, five nights, all you can eat, all you can drink, six pools, one ocean, unlimited paddleboarding. There is a chance someone's going to methodically move your penis from one testicle that it sits over to the other on the way here. No big deal. And I, maybe I'm making a big deal out of nothing. Again, I, I'm not comparing this in any way to assault. That's, this is just me, an annoyed traveler. A surprise traveler. And I'm like, geez, am I going to like put baby powder between my cheeks and in my crotch? I don't sweat next time. So <laughs> I don't get my dick moved. And is this, is, is this a, is this a rogue TSA agent? Maybe not quite rogue, but is he like, yeah, I'm going to catch this guy. Cause again, what could I have to bring down a plane between my penis and my balls? He had to be looking for drugs that are just flexing on me. I don't know. And for what it's worth, I did email the TSA about it, explaining exactly what happened in grand detail. And it did include the sentence. <laughs> My penis was moved from where it sits to the other side, to sitting above one testicle, to sitting above the other testicle. And this was through genes, mind you, comma, which is no easy task. <laughs> I was steamed. I'm still steamed. I mean, is this what is this? Is this Osama bin Laden winning? You know, I'll disrupt. I'll disrupt air travel from now and, you know, from now until forever. Now I can't go to Cancun without wondering what, you know, I frankly, if I'm going to Cancun, I'd like someone there to move my dick from one side to the other, not in the airport. And, can someone clear up for me what are TSA? They're not like police. Like, I'm more inclined to trust a police officer. I'm more inclined to trust, I don't know, a TSA agent? I mean, forgive me. Maybe I'm gonna piss off a whole, whole group of people here. I just thought they were kind of like security guards, but like one notch better? One notch more trained? 
But like, I don't know. Is that? I don't know. And, and let me let me finish this out. Let me finish this out. So, the guy finishes his screening, or that portion, and then he looks at me. You know, I've still got my belt loops in my hands, and he goes, "Sir." Because I touched a sensitive area, I'm going to have to wipe down my gloves and your hands. And I'm like, what is he talking about? So then he grows and grabs that little swab that they do at the airport where they do like your hands. And he does his gloves and my hands. But like to me there, the logic didn't make any sense. Because I touched a sensitive area, I've got to wipe down my gloves and your hands. What do you mean because you touched You chose to touch a sensitive area. What does it have to do with it? He did kind of run his finger through the top of my underwear band as well. But I'm like, what? Because you, it's like he made it sound like it was an accident. Like, because I touched a sensitive area, I've got to wipe down my gloves and your hands. That doesn't make any sense to me. I buy it a lot more if you say, sir, because the area on the screen is a sensitive area, I'm going to need to wipe down my gloves in your hands as well. You know what I mean? That makes sense to me. But with doing something that was your choice and then blaming the hand thing on that, again, the logic doesn't add up. Because I touch a sensitive area. Yeah, you chose to touch a sensitive area. I've got to wipe down my gloves in your hands. Just say, because we're working on a sensitive area, because the screen says it's a sensitive area, <clears throat> but don't blame it on because you touched it. No one made you touch it but you. And I was <laughs> I was still kind of just like not thinking about my penis having been moved. So when I grabbed my things from the little bin, I went back over to the guy and I was like, can you explain that for me? I was like, because you touched a sensitive area, you needed to wipe down our hands, our collective hands, sir. Yeah, well, you could be hiding something down there. So I need to wipe them down. I was like, it's still, anyway, whatever. Nevertheless, boy, did I feel safe on my flight from Columbia to Washington, D.C., knowing that maybe some other penises had been moved from one side of the other, one side to the other. I mean, is, is, is this the world we're living in where me buying an airplane ticket is a contract for that? Am I complaining too much? I, I mean, I'm sure I am. I'm sure I am. People that have had, you know, real assaults happen to them and, and such. Uh, I'm sure I sound like I'm just whining. And again, I'm not comparing this in any way to that, nor am I being homophobic right now. I was just shocked at the whole situation. You know, if it was a woman, I'd still be surprised. I've gotten many massages in my day. I used to go to this massage point, <laughs> massage parlor in Greenpoint. It no longer exists. I think it was a victim of COVID. It certainly closed during the lockdown time. And <laughs> the first couple of times I went there, they that this kind of a place, not a happy ending place. But, you know, you go get a massage. I usually wear my underwear. That's just me. This particular place, they pull down your underwear, the top of it. They leave, the you know, you're on your belly on the massage table. They pull down the top of your underwear below your cheeks, in the back. So the front's still up, covering everything in the front. Of course, you're on your belly. And then they pull down, they pull down the waistband below your cheeks. That's so they can get in there, I guess. And when I would go to this place, 
Nine times out of ten, it would be a woman. And sometimes it would be a dude. And, you know, this is what they did there. I was expecting it. No big deal. No big whoop. Didn't matter what gender it was. Or not, you know, who cares about gender, right? But this surprised me. And I'm still fired up. I wouldn't say I'm still fired up, but I was fired up enough. And I thought you guys would enjoy hearing about it. And, you know, I'd love to hear some feedback. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Do you guys feel safer knowing that this happens? Am I whining too much? Does this ha- does this happen regularly and it just finally happened to me? Do you guys feel better being on planes knowing that they'll certain officers, maybe the whole squad, I don't know, will move your penis from one side to the other with the back of their hand through denim? Try to do that at home right now. <laughs> Try to do that at home right now. And if you don't have a penis... Put, put something phallic in your jeans and try to move it from one side to the other. Just a slight, you know, just enough to make it lay on one side or the other. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, so, moving on. <laughs> if we can. If we can move on from that. We were going to talk a little World Cup. You know, I've looked into it. So again, some of you will already be hearing this after we know our fate. We need to beat Iran to move on. And if we move on, it looks like we're either going to play on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. That would be this Saturday, uh, December 3rd. If we're the runner-up in our group, we'll play on Saturday, December 3rd at 10 a.m. And if we win our group, which is still possible if we end up winning our group, which would include beating Iran and some other things falling into place. I think Wales beating England or something, or us scoring a crap ton of goals. Then we'll play on Sunday the 4th at 2 p.m. So really hoping that we go through. One, just, you know, it's exciting to pull for our country. And two, something fun to watch over the weekend. We've got the conference championships coming up in NCAA. So that'll be just a, just a packed weekend of high-caliber football. And then possibly some global football for us. I hope, it ends up, I hope we win our group and we play on Sunday. That's just me. Not so much about winning our group. I hope we qualify. But I want, I want it to be on Sunday, you know, spread out the sports. Of course, there'll be NFL on that day, too. And then who the heck knows? So a lot of fun. Have you guys been getting into the soccer? What have you noticed? Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Because when I got back to New York on Black Friday, oh, and I should point this out. I think last time we talked, I was planning on watching the game at the airport bar on LaGuardia because I was going to get back while the game was still on. And thought, one, I don't want to miss it that much of it. And two, how fun would it be to drink in an airport bar when you're, you know, you don't have the stress of that flight. Just drink in an airport bar and take a cab home. Well, my flight landed 30 minutes early. So, you know, despite me, <laughs> despite me being distracted by my annoyedness, uh, my flight landed 30 minutes early. And I was like, screw it, I can take a cab home and double back right out to a bar and barely miss any of the game. Um, 
and watch for a bar. So that's what I did. I went to a place I don't normally go to. It was sparsely attended, but more people walked in by the end. And I don't know if that's because we remained tied with England for so long that people were like, oh, that game's tied. Let's go catch the end of it. I don't know. Or did I just pick a strange location? And again, New York, I don't know about again, but in New York, a lot of people leave town for these major holidays to go where they're from or to go with, be with people in a much more spread out setting. So it's kind of empty on some of these bigger holidays sometimes. So I'm not really sure. What is y'all's experience for the World Cup right now? How's it been for the U.S. games? Does anyone have an update? Listener line at sydneyhallshow.com. Okay, humans, the holidays are upon us. What does that mean? What does it mean for your shopping? You tell me. Let me know what's up in your lives. Comment as you see fit. Listener line at sydneyhallshow.com. It's been great talking to you. I look forward to doing it on Friday. I hope the U.S. wins. Uh, you know, those of you out there will be watching it together in spirit, especially the last half hour of the game since I'll be coming from work. But I will find a way to watch. And you can hear a car alarm going off in the distance, so it's a great time to sign off. See you soon, listeners. Always with peace. Always with love. Bye-bye.